The sun arcs slightly higher in the sky each day now on Earth's constant journey throughout space and time. There is perhaps a fancy sundial that would tell you with precision that this is March 6th, 2021, and this is the matching episode of Charlottesville Community Engagement. A check of my driver's license would tell you with certainty that I am Sean Tubbs, the host of this and all the other sets of curated information you've come to expect. On today's program, a brief update on the pandemic. Charlottesville is seeking feedback on how to prepare for economic recovery. A University of Virginia Board of Visitors Committee endorses plans for a new hotel, conference center, and athletic complex, and a challenger emerges in the 57th House of Delegates race. In today's Substack field shout-out, Code for Charlottesville is seeking volunteers with tech, data, design, and research skills to work on community service projects. Founded in September of 2019, Code for Charlottesville has worked on projects with the Legal Aid Justice Center, the Charlottesville Fire Department, and the Charlottesville Office of Human Rights. Visit the Code for Charlottesville website to learn more, including details on three projects that are currently underway. This upcoming Thursday marks the one-year anniversary of the state of emergency declared by Governor Ralph Northam to deal with the COVID-19 pandemic. After a surge related to the winter holidays, Virginia now has a seven-day average of 1,460 new cases reported each day, or around what that metric was the week before Thanksgiving. The seven-day average on February 5th, a month ago, was 3,365 a day. During a press briefing on Friday, Dr. Kosti Safri of the University of Virginia said community members should still be vigilant. We have had a pretty um, steep and steady decline over the last um, four to six weeks, um, um, but that's, that's stopped now. Dr. Safri said one possibility may be the new COVID variants that are out there. He said declines in new caseloads are likely not linked to vaccinations yet. Nearly 2.2 million doses have been administered in Virginia, and over 782,000 people are fully vaccinated. The seven-day average for number of doses given each day is 53,183 as of this morning. This week, the Blue Ridge Health District received 2,000 doses of the Johnson & Johnson version of the vaccine, which only requires one shot. It's just going to offer so much more flexibility. It's the vaccine that hopefully once we have large amounts that we'll be able to see are, is easily used in places like doctor's offices, things that would not be um, as easily done with, you know, a deep frozen um, um, messenger RNA, mRNA vaccine. Still, Dr. Safri said caution is still required to avoid a fourth surge of COVID. We don't have a substantial amount of, of immunity. We're not near herd immunity yet. Um, but we are making progress, and we really do have to um, continue to um, you know, practice the things that we know that prevent transmission of COVID. The, the spring and into the summer looks a little bit different, probably a lot different than it looks like right now. Social distancing, masks, washing hands, and continuing to watch the numbers. The spring and into the summer looks a little bit different, probably a lot different than it looks like right now. This past Wednesday, UVA President Jim Ryan announced in an email that the university's final exercises graduation ceremony would not occur as usual. However, the administration is exploring the possibility of smaller events for graduates without guests or postponing until later this year. 
On Monday, Charlottesville City Schools will open up the doors for at least some students to return to class for the first time in almost a year. Children in kindergarten through sixth grade whose parents have agreed to proceed with in-person instruction will be welcomed back. Certain students in 7th grade through 12th grade who have been identified for being at risk have also been invited back. The Charlottesville School Board voted Thursday night 4-3 to to offer in-person instruction to students at Buford and Charlottesville High School beginning on April 12th. For more information, visit the City Schools website. How can the local economy begin to rebound? The Charlottesville Office of Economic Development will hold two facilitated stakeholder meetings later this month to plan for recovery. The City Council has indicated that economic recovery of local businesses from the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic is a top near-term priority. OED is now seeking broad participation from city business owners that will help inform a series of immediate action items that the city can pursue to assist with recovery. If you own a business in Charlottesville and want to participate in either the March 17th or March 18th session, visit the office's website. Delegate Sally Hudson has a challenger in the 57th House race in this year's General Assembly election. According to the Virginia Public Access Project, Independent Philip Hamilton is running, and according to his website, he's a 33-year-old resident of Charlottesville who graduated from George Mason University with a Bachelor of Science and from the University of Phoenix with a Master's in Administration of Justice and Security. Hudson will be seeking her second term in the General Assembly. The Buildings and Grounds Committee of the University of Virginia's Board of Visitors met yesterday and approved the schematic design for a new hotel and conference center, as well as an athletics complex. The $130.5 million hotel project will be located near the new School of Data Science within the emerging Ivy Corridor. According to the staff report, a mixed-use hospitality, convening, and social destination in this central location will provide a catalyst to achieve these strategic goals set by the President's Emmett Ivey Task Force. Those goals include supporting the Democracy Initiative, which is a program of the University of Virginia's College of Arts and Sciences, as well as other partners. The university and its real estate foundation have been purchasing land along Ivy Road for many years to assemble enough space, including the now-gone Cavalier Inn. That structure was demolished in the summer of 2018, and the place where it stood will remain as open space, according to a 2020 site plan. The hotel will have 215 rooms and 28,000 square feet of space for conferences. It will wrap around the existing parking garage. The $95 million athletic complex will include a new football operations center and an Olympic sports center intended to support more than two dozen varsity sports. Given the proximity to Central Grounds, North Grounds, the Ivy Corridor, and various athletic venues, the Athletics Complex provides a unique opportunity to bring student-athletes, other UVA students, coaches, staff, faculty, and the broader community together. The Buildings and Grounds Committee also discussed amendments to the UVA Major Capital Plan, including about a $1 billion reduction in projects from the 2020 plan due to various deferrals. The total 2021 plan is nearly $2 billion. 
Projects currently under construction include renovations at Alderman Library, a student and wellness center, and the Inn at Darden. Other funded projects in the planning stages include a second upper-class residence hall on Brandon Avenue, the Contemplative Sciences Center, and the renovation of the physics building. Construction projects currently on hold include a parking garage to serve an expanded Fontaine Research Center, an academic building for the Batten School, and renovations at Old Cabell Hall. The Buildings and Grounds Committee also got an update on sustainability highlights at UVA. This includes work towards a project called Climate Justice Mapping by the UVA Equity Center and UVA Sustainability. The primary goal of the Climate Justice Mapping Project is to build platforms for the collaborative identification, collection, and dissemination of information about the disproportionate harm of adverse environmental impacts on communities of color through a series of accessible interactive climate justice maps and graphics. Other community programs included in the highlights reel include the UVA Sustainable Food Collaborative. Check the whole packet for more details. And that's it for another Saturday installment of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs, and thank you so much for listening. You might have noticed at the very top of the show today, the fueled shout-out is actually Substack, not Patreon. For $200 a year, you get four shout-outs a month. That is something that, as this goes forward, some of those shout-outs might move around the program a little bit, but that's a way that you can help support me. And a little extra, uh, for $50 a year, you get the subscription, which gets you the extra content, which there's something coming before Monday. Um, You'll find out what that is soon. Uh, But for $200 a year, you can simply send a message to me to keep going, to keep planning on doing this for the foreseeable future. I'm really excited uh, about the journey that I am on so far and really happy to bring these to you uh, as often as I can. Tomorrow is the print-only Week Ahead newsletter. If you want to support me for $10 a month, you get the audio version of that, which I actually produced last week for the first time in a while, so I'm back on track. There will also be another program on Monday that will recap a lot of what happened last week. Thank you so much for listening. There's a lot going on, uh, and I really do appreciate everyone who downloaded the um, Planning Commission podcast from the other day. It is the number one program so far that I have produced, and it's also the longest, so I promise not to do that too often. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Stay safe.